Hello and welcome to the Social Media Magic Podcast, the perfect podcast for TPT sellers, teacherpreneurs, and teacher business owners who consider themselves to be introverts. Each episode shares all kinds of ideas, tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make more sales and grow your community on social media. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Social Media Magic Podcast. I'm Brittany Verlinich. I'm your host. I'm a content strategist, social media manager, total marketing nerd, and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with me, whether you're walking your pets, washing the dishes, going to the gym. I appreciate you lending me your ear. So thank you. I treasure that. I honor that. I know your time is valuable, so let's dive in. Today, I'm sharing my 2024 predictions for digital marketing and even more specifically than that, social media marketing. But I always like to go a little bit wider and deeper because we really do have to think of all of our marketing platforms as working together. Nothing is working in isolation. What we're doing on Instagram supports our email list. What we're doing in our Facebook group supports our offers. It all goes together. And in fact, many times, you can repurpose that content. You can take one piece of content that was maybe your note to followers or your email list, and you could take that and put it into different pieces that go onto your social media posts, or you could even work the other way. If you had a post that really resonated with your Facebook group, you can take that, expand on it, make it into a blog post, make it into an email for your newsletter, etc. I know we've talked a little bit about content repurposing on this podcast before. So if you are new, hi, so glad you're here. Go ahead and go back through the episode archive. You'll find so many specifically about how you can repurpose content and how to create content. But today, let's stay focused on 2024. Okay, so we're starting off with a bang. I am predicting in 2024, the fall of TikTok as we know it. I know, la gasp. Here's the deal. I'm not saying that TikTok is going to go anywhere. As of right now, I do think that as far as all the social media platforms, TikTok is the best place for you to get discovered, especially if you're new and if you have no audience yet. TikTok specifically and intentionally takes content and shows it to strangers. That's the whole point of the platform. And that is such a beautiful thing as a business owner, as an entrepreneur who's looking to get discovered by their perfect people. Podcasting doesn't do that, right? Because when you record a podcast, that's for people who are already listening. Some might search, but really you're doing that as a nurturing thing. Maybe podcast guesting when you go on someone else's podcast and you pitch yours, that's great. But there are other steps involved. I just really recommend thinking about how you can utilize TikTok if you haven't already. What I mean by the fall of TikTok is not that it's going to fall off the face of the earth, but that it's not going to become as prominent as it is now. And I don't think it'll be as effective as it is now. In fact, I think it's already declining. The more people you get on a platform, the more that people become savvy about what's working and what to do, the more that the platform loses what its original intent was, the less effective it can be. And when I look at the different changes the platform is making right now, for example, TikTok is really prioritizing photo posts and carousel posts. It's so funny, right? Like TikTok comes out as a total disruptor in the digital marketing, social media marketing world industry. Instagram creates reels to compete with TikTok. YouTube creates shorts to compete with TikTok. And then TikTok creates longer videos to compete with YouTube. And now it's creating carousel posts to compete with Instagram. All these things that we tell each other not to do in the TPT world, create your own resources. Don't get too inspired by other competitors. And that's exactly what these huge companies are doing. But yeah, TikTok is falling. And the reason for that is not even just what I mentioned, 
it is probably going to make a lot more money in 2024 than it did in 2023 because TikTok is going hard with TikTok shop. So that's why I want to put an asterisk here. If you have any budding inclination to get into e-commerce, and when I say e-commerce, physical products, not digital products and online shops, like most of my listeners have, most of you are on Etsy, you're selling on Teachers Pay Teachers, maybe you have some books or resources on Amazon KDP, but if you are interested in physical products or you're interested in being an affiliate, like you're a pretty good content creator or you're comfortable with short form video, you can actually be an affiliate for any product on TikTok shop, whether you created it or not. That's an opportunity for you. If you feel pretty good about video and you wanna give that a try, that would be an additional income stream to TPT. So I wouldn't recommend doing that if you're just getting started out with TPT. You don't wanna be all over the place. And this is coming from someone who feels like that, even though I have systems and a team in place. If you are stocking up your store on TPT, if you're just starting out, maybe do that first. But if you've already been creating videos, maybe you're part of the Amazon Influencer Program, maybe you already have TikTok following, maybe you've already been making Instagram Reels and it's really fast and easy for you, then yeah, maybe look into that. Play around with TikTok Shop, see if you have a product that you want to create and sell, or if you'd like to be an affiliate for someone else and create videos that lead you to those sales. On the opposite trajectory to TikTok, I'm predicting is the rise again of Pinterest. Pinterest has had an interesting couple of years. And while I know it's not technically social media, it's kind of in that weird middle ground between being a search platform because it utilizes SEO and being short form content, it's so weird, it's really its own thing, and social media because of how it works and because of these different features that have been added to the platform and have changed the way that the content is consumed there. The reason I think it's rising now, even after its fall last year, because there was a point where many TPT sellers and teacherpreneurs were giving up on Pinterest. I know even in Facebook groups right now, people are asking if it's still worth it to have a Tailwind subscription. I would say it is not. You can get some organic reach on Pinterest again. And the reason I'm saying that Pinterest is going to rise even further than maybe it would on other years is because Google traffic has tanked for so many. Now this won't be relevant to all of you unless you're getting tens or hundreds of thousands of page views or sessions on your website every month. But if you are on an ad network like She Media or Raptive, AdThrive, Mediavine, then this is probably going to affect you. Maybe it has affected you already. I know that some niches, like my friends in the travel blogger space have been really affected. Some of them were making a full-time income just from ads on their website. And then their traffic got slashed in half. Sometimes some of them up to 90% of their traffic went away. So we're talking massive income loss. For most of you, that won't be a thing. However, it does impact you because if we are all using old school SEO tactics to get people to our products, to get people to our store, to get people to our posts, to position ourselves as an authority and to grow our email list, then we are going to be negatively impacted if we don't innovate and think of other ways to drive traffic to our resources and our platforms. It just makes sense if Google is not bringing the traffic, if the traffic from the marketplace itself, TBT, Amazon, and Etsy is not being consistent, then it just makes sense to go to Pinterest to give yourself a boost because especially many teachers are already familiar with that platform. I think it will be something very easy for many to go back to. Now, I'm not saying that Pinterest will necessarily be a winner for 2024 as far as getting you traffic. I don't know that, but I do think it'll be more popular and I do think that people will turn to it, customers as well, especially now that they've removed many of the features that we found annoying. 
blogging. I think blogging is going to come back in a big way. I am so excited for that. I got my roots in blogging from 2018, which is so crazy. And I think it's going to be bigger than ever. I know I just said that Google was not sending the traffic that it used to, and that's true. But I think that many more creators are starting to really realize how important and valuable it is to have their own piece of digital real estate because that's what it is. Like your website is almost like your own property, your own digital land. You're not having to rent on a social media platform. You're not having to rely on algorithms, even search algorithms, if you have a loyal following. And with that, with the Google changes, building a brand is more important than ever. I just talked about that on an episode a few episodes back on Google wants you to be on social media. That's a good episode. Go listen. But basically the gist of it is Google is going to prioritize brand searches. Here's what I mean by that. If you are searching for yacht trip to Croatia, my post may or may not come up. If you search traveling teachers or teacher retreats, yacht trip to Croatia, then mine will come up. And that would be considered a branded search because you're like, okay, traveling teachers is Brittany's thing. I know she's doing this trip. I want to go. You want people to do that for your resources. You want for someone to say, if your brand, let's just say Loving Littles, and they're looking for a kindergarten reading assessment and they type in search kindergarten reading assessment, Loving Littles, that is a branded search. And the cool thing about that is if you have your website up and running and if you have blog posts, you have a really good sitemap. I know I'm talking a little bit about things I don't typically talk about on this podcast. I highly recommend checking out Kristen Doyle's Savvy Teacher Seller. She's a WordPress expert. She does website builds for people, all that jazz. If you have all that up and running, then you're going to benefit from that branded search. Even if for some reason, Loving Littles isn't coming up in TPT search because Teachers by Teachers, that website has such high domain authority that it's going to come up as one of the first ranked results in Google search. But if for some reason it doesn't, then you also have the backup. And then also any social media platforms you have with the same handle, with the same title, like the first five results should really be you, right? It should be like your Instagram, your website, your store on TPT. If you have built a brand, that is going to help you on Google. And it's also just going to help you ultimately, because if you set up funnels on all those other platforms that all lead to your products, they all lead to your email list, then you're going to be in a really good place. I hope that makes sense. I'm realizing as I recorded this, man, I really wish I had created this as a video first episode, because I feel like a lot of things I'm saying would be so much easier to digest if I showed you. So maybe I'll make a video in the future. I don't know. We'll see. So I predict 2024 blogging is going to make a big comeback. I think more people will be blogging. I think more people will be searching for ways to blog. And I'm personally really excited for that. I love blogging. I think it's so powerful and it's also just fun. I love it. Live events. (laughs) This is cool because I really feel like my worlds are colliding and I'm like, am I making this happen? Because I'm doing more myself. I think live events are going to become a big thing. And I mean that in both live online events I know that in early 2020, everybody was running challenges. Everyone had workshops and webinars and all these things going on. And then when everybody started going back to work in school, like in 2022, when most everyone was already back, they seemed to fall off. But I think if you can hold quality live events, ones where people are taking action and they're leaving with a tangible result or product at the end of the event, then I think they're going to be hotter than ever and you're going to build a really great name and reputation for yourself. I also think if you're doing in-person events, so retreats, group trips, meetups, those are going to be big because after so many years of being in isolation, one of the biggest problems I'm seeing whether you're a business owner, whether you're a teacher in the classroom, whether you're a former teacher, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, no matter 
what you're spending your most time on, it's loneliness. That's why so many of us are joining memberships and courses, at least that's my theory, that many of us are joining these things not necessarily for the promise of the result or the skilled outcomes promised by said courses or memberships, but because we want to be around like-minded people. And that makes sense. That's so natural for us. Any way that you can create community with your brand, really think about that. How can you do that? Whether it's on social media with group chats, with your Facebook group, with a text message group, with Telegram, with WhatsApp, with Voxer. There's so many different ways in the how with your email list. How can you create more community? I really want you to take some time and reflect on that question. It's one of the things I've said, I think, since I started doing freelancing was you need to create community around your brand. And that involves people besides you. Yes, you want people to think of you when they think of your brand, but what else? What is the vibe? What is the embodiment? These are such hard things to just ask. You're like, you're like, what does that mean? But you do know what I mean because when you see somebody like, ah, oh, yes, this person has it. I know I talk about Amy's adventures a lot. If you go to her Instagram, and now, of course, I'm not showing you her handles. How would you know? But I think it's A-I-M-E-E-S-E-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S, I want to say which I know who's probably writing that down. You're probably doing something, you're probably busy. People multitask when they're listening to podcasts. But if you look at someone with a very strong teacher brand, Casey Morris is a TBT seller coach, but I feel like she has a, a fantastic personal brand. There are things I think of when I think of her, I think of Peloton. I think of the South, she's got the Southern accent. I think of the train, like on her podcast, she says teacher, CEO, teacher train. I'm like, that's so cute. What a cute branding thing. I think of like girl bossy stuff and that's not a dig. I'm just saying that's, I think that's her vibe, okay? When I think of Alyssa McDonald, I think of French fries because she talked about that for so long. When I think of Chloe I think of video. When I think of Alexandra Baxter, I think of Australia for one. I think of rollerblading, roller skating, which is something that she doesn't really actively talk about. But if you see her social media, she's doing that. So I'm like, oh yeah, she likes to do that. So sometimes your branding, these things that make you stand out, these things that make you memorable aren't necessarily directly related to your business, but they're a result of building a brand and building a community around your brand. What do people know you for? What do people remember you for? Travel is a big part of my brand. Who was I meeting? I want to say it was Kelly Harville. It's so funny when you meet people in person and you're like, I actually do know you already. We've talked all these times, but it's different meeting them in person, right? Because you you have this thought of what does their voice sound like and what do they look like? And sometimes we look different from our pictures. But she was like, oh yeah, you're the travel girl. And I was like, am I the travel girl? I feel like I have more than that. But yeah, if you go on my Facebook profile, it's all travel. That's all I share on there, right? It would make sense that someone would think that about me. So what is it for you? And I'm not saying that you have to go and manufacture something about yourself, but what is it? What are things that when they think of you, they think of that? It could be something you eat, something you drink, something you say. Uh, Also my cat. For the longest time when I had lies, they'd all be like, Patchy, the cat's here. Just things like that. It could even be characters in your story, so to say. Creating communities can be really important and any way you can incorporate live online events. And when I say live, I mean real time or truly traditional live where you're gonna be in person. And I'm super excited for that because I have some things I'm announcing for meetups and retreats and I hope that you can join me. I'm really excited for those. Okay, this is a greater trend, maybe not related specifically to social media or content marketing, but I do think it's going to affect that. So last year, I feel like there was a lot of talk about hiring a VA, working with specialists, outsourcing overseas. This year, my prediction, I think this is heavily related to AI and how people are really figuring out how do I use it? How do I integrate it into my marketing? How do I integrate it into product creation, content creation, all that? I think this is gonna be the year of the solopreneur. 
There is this book called Company of One. I just got it from Amazon. I'm very excited to read it. It's not something I personally resonate with because one of the big reasons I want to have a company is so that I can help people get jobs that are flexible, that help them travel and take care of the kids on their own terms. That's a big deal to me. But for you, you may, with the right systems, with the right processes, with the right tools and tech and all that, you might be able to have a company of one. You might be able to truly be a solopreneur without needing to have a big team and yet you can have the output that many with a team would have. You could just keep putting in more hours, right? You could put more time in and you know what? Maybe there's a time in your life where you wanna grind. I consider myself quote unquote grinding a little bit. I know people talk about no hustle and stuff like that. I think there should be a little period of hustle. You gotta be okay with the season you're in. If you have not built up the passive income to be able to fall back, then yeah, you are gonna have to work a little harder because you're in the beginning. That's just how it goes, okay? Or sometimes you're not in the beginning and sometimes you lose income and then you have to restart. That's okay, that's life. We assume that progress is gonna be always an uphill hockey stick. It's just not how it goes. So with that, whether you have a team or not, it might not be feasible for you to get a team. In fact, I've even had really amazing people that I'm like, oh, I would love to work with this person, but this person logistically and legitimately can't afford me. And I mean that if they were to hire me, then I would be taking too much of their income. And I just don't feel good about that. I could not work for someone knowing that all of their TPD sales are going to me. That would make me feel really bad. And I feel like that would affect our working relationship. You have to be honest about where you are, what you have access to, what your capacity is. And I think that this is going to be the year of the solopreneur because there are so many ways between AI and automation and tools that you can do a lot of the work yourself now. Does that mean that you shouldn't have a social media manager? Maybe it depends on you and your needs and your business. But just in general, I want you to be really thinking about what your needs and wants are for you in your business. Are they because you want them or the business needs them? Or are they because you see other people doing them? Be really careful. Be on guard about that, okay? I am also making another prediction that this is the year that summits and bundles lose some effectiveness. I know that some of you are going to hear this and think, oh no, what? I just barely started getting into summits and bundles. And that is exactly why. My prediction is that so many people are doing summits and bundles now. And I'm not saying I'm gonna stop doing them. I'm gonna be doing more. I'm gonna be hosting more. But because so many people are doing them, I do think they're going to lose the luster that they had a few years ago. Like with TikTok, the first few people to get onto TikTok, killing it. The first few people to start automating with chat funnels and their messaging, they got so many leads. I'm not saying you can't still do that, but yeah, you're not gonna get the same results as the first few people who did it. So now that something is more mainstream that people have caught on, it's still gonna be effective, but it's not going to be as effective as it has been. At least that's my prediction. We'll see if it comes true. I predict that in 2024, many more teachers are going to be selling on their own sites. I'm not sure if that's gonna be the most profitable way. I have no way to predict there, but I think that many teachers with TPT and what they've been doing the last couple of years, many teachers are getting sick of doing all this work to send traffic to their teachers pay teacher stores only to have them not convert or to have wonky algorithm things. And so I think many more sellers are going to be taking control of their traffic. And honestly, I love that for them, for you, for us. I think we should be doing that anyway. But it'll be interesting to see what the result is of that, especially also because I forgot to mention this, because TPT is getting blocked 
by state legislation, by districts, by schools. I think it's going to become more and more important, again, that you have that brand, that you have a direct line of communication with your customers because they need to be able to know what do you have for sale and how can they order from you. And we need to be making it as easy as possible for people to buy from us. Related to that, I think more people are going to be selling on multiple platforms. So I think if you've just been selling on Teachers by Teacher or CBT, you might be moving on to Etsy or you might want to consider moving some products over to Etsy or Amazon KDP or your website. Some of you might decide to set up a Shopify store. I think Shopify is going to have a big resurgence for digital products in 2024 as well. I'm really fascinated by all these topics and I can't wait to have people come on and talk about them because what we do on social media is going to be different depending on what we're doing on the back end, like where we decide to really put our energy for long form content, where we decide to sell our things, it's going to make a big difference. So for example, if you have no audience and no traffic, you're really benefiting from the organic SEO and traffic that sites like TPT and Amazon have already. They have volume, they have the bulk. However, if you do have an audience or if you have been sending a lot of traffic to your own site, to Shopify, and you are getting tens of thousands or even just thousands of page views a month, then yeah, you might want to consider setting up your own store anyway, because now you're sending traffic to TPT and then someone ends up buying a similar resource and you don't get that sale. You see what I mean? So I think that's going to be happening a lot more. And related, this is sad prediction, but I think many more people are going to leave their businesses in 2024. I think that 2020 to 2022, actually more so 2020 and 2021, but going to 2022, people had this amazing time like it was a gold rush. We made so much money in such a short amount of time that we got really inflated ideas of how much was possible for us to earn as online shop owners, as digital creators, even as freelancers and service providers. So we made these benchmarks way high and thought, oh, it was just going to keep getting better and better. And that's just not necessarily true. In life and in business, things do not always increase and go up anyway. But I think that we just assumed that they would. And I think we were unpleasantly surprised. Because of that, I predict that we're going to see many people, and maybe we already have, maybe I'm just not seeing them, but in 2024, we're going to have a lot of people who maybe quit the classroom to go TPT full-time. I think many of them are going to go back and find full-time jobs. I think many are going to get part-time jobs. In fact, it might have already happened and it might be happening, but if so, I don't think people are being vocal about it yet because maybe there's shame in there. Maybe there's guilt, or maybe if they have some kind of offer where they're coaching people, they don't want to look like they're less successful because yep, those are the kinds of questions we have when we're marketing on social media. I really want to get a part-time job at an airline just so I can stop paying for flights because I paid way too much for flights this year. Not when you look at how much they cost. Like for example, I'm taking a group of teachers to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day and I only paid $400 for my flight to Dublin, which I feel pretty good about that. That's a really great deal. But you couple that with all the other flights I paid for and it's like, I probably paid like $8,000 in flights. Oh man. And then I think it'll be so cool to work for an airline and then I can get free flights. But then they would tell me when I have to work and I wouldn't like that either. That's a little off topic, but I do think that people, so yeah, a little off topic, but I do think that people will be going back to work, maybe even part-time work, subbing, partially because of the economy, but also because of these resources just not being as easy to make money as it used to be. And with that, I think we have to be more competitive. I don't think social media is an option anymore. I don't think an email list is an option anymore for most of us. Now, if you just started TBT like last week, don't do that. But long-term, you need to have a brand. And it's not just me thinking it. There's a lot of evidence out there. You can go read all these reports for Google. You can look at the search engine journals. 
you need to have a brand now, especially if you want to benefit from organic search. Last but not least, I want to talk about the trend of automated socials. I already mentioned chatbots a little bit earlier on in this episode, and I think that a few years ago, there were some TPT sellers and teacher business owners who tried out an app called MiniChat, and they were not happy with the results. They found it clunky. They found the messages that people got to be spammy. They didn't like it. I have been watching from afar throughout 2023 and then digging a little bit in the back end and I'm sold. If you have less than a thousand followers on Instagram, you can get a free version of ManyChat. And for those of you who don't know what it is, basically it's this app that when people comment a certain word, which is actually, it's crazy because I found this organically, the comment to customer strategy. And I can't remember what episode it is, but if you look at my podcast, comment to customer strategy, This exact thing that I realize works and I walk and talk you through is the exact thing that ManyChat does, except they automate it for you. So you don't have to be the one who remembers and logs into your account and goes and checks the comments and goes and says, oh, okay, I can respond to that person. And then I'm also going to send them a DM and then I'm going to reply to their comment. It can be a lot for people, especially if they're not used to being on social media often. So with ManyChat, you set up these funnels. And then when someone does say that secret word in the comment, they automatically get a DM with whatever it is you want to send them, whether it's a link to an opt-in so they get on your email list or a link to a product so you can make a sale. It's honestly pretty amazing. Really exciting stuff. I'm actually going to be hosting a few workshops and I'll have some more information about that in the episode description. But just to give you an overview because I don't know when you're listening to this and all three of them are in January. I'm going to have one at 9 a.m. Pacific on Wednesday, January 17th. The other will be at 5 p.m. Pacific on Thursday, January 18th. And the other will be at 9 a.m. Pacific on Saturday, January 20th. It's a paid workshop, but really affordable. And if you have under a thousand subscribers, again, ManyChat is free, which is really great. If you have more than a thousand subscribers, you do have a sliding scale that you pay depending on how many followers you have. But just imagine, if you can't afford a social media manager and the subscription for ManyChat is cheaper, it's like, why wouldn't you do that? And as long as you go in and set up the funnel, which is what we're going to do on this workshop together, I'm literally going to share my screen. We're going to open up another tab. We're going to do this thing together. You are going to leave this workshop with your first funnel set up. Okay. So it's not going to be me showing you. And then you have to go and watch it afterwards. Although you can, if you want, I know some people will want to do that, but if you want, you will be on there live and it's not going to be like a pitch fest. I'll have a pitch for you, but it's not going to be the majority of it. Okay. The majority of it is you come, you're going to watch, you're going to learn, you're going to do it. So if you don't know what to say in the comment or say in the message, or if you get hung up with the tech, or if you're just not sure what to set up, we're going to get our first one done really nice and easy one. I'm going to show you an example of what it looks like. So you'll go on my account first. So you can see what it looks like. So that way you're not messing with it and you don't even know what it looks like as a user. So you're going to play with it there. And then I'm going to show you how to set up your own. I'm so excited for this. It's going to be really practical and actionable for you. I have those three different dates that you can choose from. It'll be a live workshop either way. And if only one or two people come, then hey, you guys get me as a private coaching session, which is a pretty sweet deal for you because this will be under 20 bucks. I can't wait to see you there. I can't wait to see these workshops. I really want to be doing more more of these in the 2024. And I haven't even gotten into my personal goals for 2024 yet, my personal reflections, but I will be pretty soon. My business is going to be looking different. My life is looking different just because of all this cool stuff I'm doing. November just showed me if this is what my life is is going towards, I definitely need to figure out 
the services because just real talk, I can't have 10 clients at one time if I'm traveling all the time. For me personally, there are some people who can, but for me, it makes it a bit difficult. And then if you, of course, are paying me, you want to be able to access me and hear back from me quickly. It's just really showed me I need to change up some things, how I do processes, how I work with clients. But I love workshops because I can be with you. I will be with you 100% fully present for that hour. It might even be a little bit less than an hour, honestly. Oh, and I forgot to mention this in my 2024 predictions. But related to that is that more doesn't mean better, okay? So people want results faster. If you can make your content shorter, snappier, get right to the point, even Google is saying long blog posts aren't automatically a win anymore. You can make them shorter, and if it gets the person reading or searching the result or the answer quicker, that blog post will rank. That piece of content will get found. Everything we've been learning about content marketing is shifting, and I wanna make sure that you're at the forefront of that. I wanna make sure that you are automating what you can so you can make personal what you can't automate. We can automate them getting a freebie. They don't need a personal DM from you every time they want your free math worksheet, right? They don't need that. But if you want to host a workshop, if you want to host a retreat, then you do need to be up there and show up for that. I hope this has been helpful. I hope it's given you lots to reflect on. I can't wait to share my personal reflections with you all. Thank you all for listening. This was a long episode. I hope it was good for you as a listener. I enjoyed making it. And until next time, talk soon. 